of the most interesting things to me in regards to spiritual journeys, spiritual awakenings, um, all of those different titles is the evolution of your consciousness. So when you are born, right, and you are raised and you grow up, you are born and raised into familiarity, right? So your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions are all very similar to those of those around you, right? So for example, like, I didn't really, I won't say that I didn't believe in spirituality, but it just wasn't a part of my immediate upbringing, per se, right? Because Black people, especially African-American Black people, they have their own spiritual beliefs and stuff that were stripped away from them, you know, throughout a lot of brainwashing and stuff like that. However, um, you know, they did have spiritual practices, but I guess maybe they didn't know that those were spiritual practices. Like, for example, um, you know, making collard greens and black eyed peas on New Year's, right? Like, yeah, it's tradition, but it's a spiritual tradition. Why? Because you're trying to use colors and vibrations and, um, you know, ingesting for a spiritual purpose. Like, you're trying to almost like in the tarot, the magician card, trying to use what you have to get an alternative outcome, right? So for example, avoiding cracks, right? Not to break your mama's back, like all little silly stuff like that um, are also spiritual beliefs, you know, but it's just for kids. But like I said, there's certain beliefs and traditions that black people have that sometimes they don't really know that that is spiritual you know um and to me again it's for a reason you know but going back to the topic my consciousness evolved a million times literally a million times so as I kept elevating myself with knowledge, with spiritual beliefs, um, especially the, to me, the most important phase that I went through was when I was like a diehard Hebrew Christian, like, and that was a very recent phase, but out of all the other times that I had like a quote unquote Christian phase, which was really throughout my life, choosing to be a Christian on my own and choosing to believe in the Lord on my own and to find and seek the Lord on my own was the most important because I did what was necessary, right? It was no longer the pastors uh, sending me to certain scriptures, you know, to to go read what they wanted me to read. No, it was, I'm going to read all these scriptures because for some reason, it's not adding up. These things are not adding up. You know, these, these sins are not adding up. Like, we need to kind of get down to the bottom of it. Well, me. 
And on my journey, that's exactly what I did. I took time out and I did what was so forbidden, which was to read the Bible front to back. And then I read it again, back to front. And it all makes sense. And being strapped with that biblical canon, with all the canons that were removed, like, again, Book of Enoch, Book of Jasher, Book of Thomas, Book of Mary Magdalene, being strapped physically with those texts prepare me for a spiritual adventure that I never would have thought was real. A lot of people look into my life and they see they've witnessed my journey. And that's why I'm always big on, you know, staying out of people's journeys because you're just a witness. You know, it's not your journey. You cannot tell somebody what to do or tell somebody where to go. Like, no, you can only you can only really be there to support them, you know, and if they need you the acts, but you have to be very careful when, again, witnessing someone else's journey. So a lot of people witnessed my journey and the entire time they just judged me, you know, but it made sense because it was some crazy swings, you know, like one minute, one minute, um, a totally normal person going out to eat in little skimpy outfits and... (laughs) You know, meeting guys and hooking up and, like, doing whatever I wanted to, okay, now I'm I'm honoring the Sabbath. I'm home before five. I'm, I already have my stuff prepared. You know, I'm celebrating the, the, the Jewish holidays, you know? Like, <clears throat> I'm wearing skirts. I'm not wearing that many pants. I'm covering my head, like... You know, it was a it was a crazy swing. So I don't judge because if if I was looking from the inside, uh, from the outside, and I would be like, hmm, <laughs> you know, let's keep let's keep the G building on speed dial for this one. But to me, my journey made complete sense, especially with the fact that I started off in the church. You know, my great grandfather was a bishop. My grandfather sings in the church, which is, you know, where I got all my singing from. But my mom's side sings too. But my grandfather's side, they really devout. They're devout Christians and they use their gifts and abilities to, you know, give back to God when they too are not going through hell and high water. So it started with that. And then... I became really, really close with my great-grandma, who I was with her when she was, like, in her 70s, 80s, when she found God and she recommitted herself to Christ. So I would go to church with her all the time. Like, I'm always in the church with my great-grandma. Like, it was to the point where we was in church even on the weekdays, you know, helping with the Sunday school, helping with the ministry. Um, I got baptized. Because, <laughs> you know, my mom swears that I was Christian, but I don't remember. So I got baptized again when I was like 12 or 13, invited the whole family and nobody came. But it's just so funny because those are the same people who didn't come to my first baptism that missed the second one too. You know, when when I was 
becoming a Christian as an adult, when I gave my life to Christ as an adult, those are the same people who were judging me. But I'm like, you ain't come to the one when I was 12 either. Anyway, I'm digressing. Um, yeah, I was in the praise dance. Um, I was in the choir. Sometimes I would even shock people with my singing. Like, I would just be sitting out in the pews and I would just bust out a Marvin sap with, with, you know, the adult choir or whatever. And I was always in it, you know. Even as a teenager, I started going with my aunts. My aunts found a really nice church that was connected with my little cousin's daycare, which I don't even think they knew. It was just God. And this church was like a second home to me. You know, I would always be there every Sunday. Now I always try to like watch them online when I can. But, you know, I really love that church. Great music, great vibes. The people was genuinely nice. You know, it's the church had always been in my life. So that's why when I started to really be a devout Hebrew Christian, I was just like, why is people so shocked? But then I thought about it. These are people who don't even know me. So... Why am I shocked? Anyways, um, so I went from that phase again, which is like really strict, you know, like, I mean, even to the point where I was drinking kosher, kosher wine, like I wasn't eating no pork, no nothing, like, you feel me? Because I just kept evolving and I kept trying to dip in and out of these beliefs because I was trying to find my home. But again, it wasn't until I was renamed by the Lord, um, which I'll keep to myself, but you know, like being uh, renamed by the Lord, being found and held and kept by the Lord, like those are just things that really catapulted my spiritual journey because With all that knowledge of the Proverbs, of the wisdom, of all the forefathers and foremothers who had relationships with the Most High, it made me know that I'm really not crazy. (laughs) Like, I really do have a beautiful connection with God, and I really do see the fruits of the Spirit in my life on a daily basis, you know? Like, I've watched God pull miracles for me. I've I've manifested some of the greatest things with the help of God, with the help of those who he assigned to my life to really make moves for me, you know? So even when I am going through, like, really hard times, it's not just, you know, this illusionary world of just thinking that everything is good. Everything really is good because of the Lord that I serve. The Lord that I serve is not going to let me down. And when triumphs come and stuff, granted, I'm in a human vessel. So I'm probably get frustrated, but I don't stay frustrated. I don't hold on to anger and, and, and problems because at the end of the day, I get it. I get it. Again, all these scriptures were foundation, you know, like like when Christ says when he's about to be, you know, killed at the cross, He literally goes, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. So when people do stuff to me, I just really be thinking like that. Like, they just don't know. They have no conscious awareness that they are being used by the devil. The same way that I probably used to be used by the devil, too, to bring 
chaos and destruction into other people's lives because I just had no idea what I was doing or who I was. I had no idea of the God that I served. But once I did, that was that was life-changing for me. And really getting to know God let me know that I didn't have to look a certain way. I didn't have to behave a certain way. I didn't have to speak a certain way. I can be my true self, who I really, really, truly am. And God will still love me because I am a chosen servant of God. So when people see me now, you know, like really finally starting to love my body, finally starting to break out of the mental chains of body dysmorphia and and hating my body and feeling like I am just, you know, all these fat and disgusting things that I had always been uh, told from when I was a child. Like now as an adult, I love my body and I want to show off my body. And I think that my body is super hot and super wonderful. And I know that God blessed me with this body for right now. And at any point that I want to change this body, I can make the moves to do so. So people look at me and they're like, oh, look at her wearing a a little booty shore. Oh, look at her wearing a a little panty. Oh, look. So So what? So what? Does that mean anything? No. I've been celibate for mad long. It doesn't mean nothing. It means that I love myself, though. That's what it means to me. That I love myself and I'm no longer ashamed and afraid of who I am and what I look like. I no longer let people's words and opinions tear me down because the God that I serve, the God that I serve's opinion is the only one that matters to me. And people hate that. Like, people hate that I am like that. People hate that that is my new belief system. People hate my new evolved consciousness because it doesn't judge people by the outside anymore. I judge people solely from the inside, solely from your soul. My superpowers have gotten so strengthened and so like top tier that I could just look you in your eyes and tell the type of person you are. I don't care what designers you drape your body in. I don't care how much times you go to the gym and try to work out. I don't care how much how much surgery you get. All that stuff doesn't mean nothing to me because I could look deep into your soul and tell that you really hate yourself. So why would I want any kind of connection with you? Not that I think that I'm better than you, no, but if I just broke out of that programming, why would I want to go back with you? Why would I want to go into any kind of programming with you where you think that you're better than me based off of things on the inside when my spirit is worth more than gold, rubies, diamonds, emeralds, and your soul is still on the level of a pebble? But that's by choice. You feel me? When it is time for your consciousness to be elevated, when it's time to evolve, I believe that God gives you opportunities and God put people in your life that their consciousness is evolved and is like they have a naturally gravitating connect, you know, uh, essence and you want to make a connection with them because that's on a soul level how we are all connected, right? So you will gravitate towards somebody who's Elevated, somebody who's mature, somebody who's really uh, divinely guided and makes divine moves, right? But 
if you are repelled by a person of God, if you hate a person of God, if you try to do evil to a person of God, that is by choice. It's not my fault that the godliness on on me is a the nasty stench to you. That's not my fault. So you, so you hate me? No, you've been hating me. I am naturally a judge. Which is why some people be like, "Oh, how you did this and how you did that?" And you're not in, and you're not in trouble and you're not suffering and you're not in jail and you're not this and you're not that. Because at the end of the day, I make necessary moves. Not that all my moves are correct, but they're necessary. They're well thought out. I have excellent foresight. And I try to put people on and they look at me like like I'm a dunce. And then they go ahead and do whatever they think is the best idea. And then it fails. And then they come crashing and burning and telling me, oh, it's your fault that this crashed and burned. It's your fault. You did. No, you did it. You did it. Accountability is a major part of your spiritual evolution. Learning to be accountable. When things go wrong in my life, I don't look to see who, who's the closest person for me to blame. What? No, me. I did that shit. I fucked that nigga. I was with that person. I did. I did. I did. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. Because I can easily take accountability. Because I have to. How can I grow if I am not acknowledging what is holding me back? What is keeping me stagnant? I can't grow if I'm not being real. I took that job knowing that it wasn't right for me. I settled for less going into this deal with this person who I know would cross me because this person crossed everybody. I did that. I accept the consequences because I did that. I knew and I ignored it. Like, watching my spiritual uh, evolution, watching my consciousness evolve and change and become divergent to all the things that I was used to, it's, it's just so much better. Life is so much better. Experiences are better because accountability... Taking responsibility, taking ownership for oneself. Knowing that I am embodying the spirit of God here on earth. So if I have the spirit of God in me and all my life, then that means that I have the wisdom and knowledge to make better decisions. To put myself in better scenarios. And if it flopped, then that's on me. I have the God power to change it. I have the God power to manifest my way out. I have the God power to really make a change and shake rooms. So the most important thing is accepting all the different yous that come along with the journey because the more you know, the more you grow. 
And the more the you you are supposed to actually be settles in despite what you're used to, despite all the the things that have kept you stuck in the past. Those things don't matter anymore because you know better, so you're going to do better. That's how you break generational curses, by no longer playing into the, the, the stagnancies and the beliefs that have kept everybody in the family stuck. Not playing into it anymore. So it's just super interesting when, again, I have this like vision of how people see me and how they judge me and how they, they're so confused. But to me, I'm not confused at all. And to me, I don't care to watch nobody on a journey. Like, I'm not watching you on your journey because what am I watching you for? Am I you? No. Can I make decisions for you? No. Can I understand why you made that decision unless I ask you? But really, no. So who am I to judge you? Who am I to look down on you? <laughs> like, what? But people feel like they are so high and mighty against me because I'm humble. So they take my humbleness for weakness. They take my humbleness for dumbness. And it's just like, yeah, See, no, playing dumb is just an illusion that I love. It's my favorite one. So don't be afraid when your mind becomes accepting of things that maybe no one else is accepting of. And also don't be afraid when your mind becomes disgusted with things that you are no longer accepting of. That's okay. That's growth. That's change. That's transformation. That's necessary. And don't let anyone try to try to keep you stuck or try to hold you back with their limits and their beliefs and their crap. Because that's all it is. It's crap. So I love you all. And until next time, keep growing and keep going. <laughs>